So assuming the, I forgot his name, but this crazy dude is the one who, he thought he could cure something, right? He was like pulling organs out of people or some shit. But yeah, he he thought that. I'll get into it. Once we. Uh, Josh looks frozen. Oh, there he goes. He moved. I'm just incredibly steel. Uh, I'm like, I'm like a ninja. He was updating. Yeah. Can't I ever <laughs> tell you about that shit? About what? I was talking to Josh on the phone. And what were you, going to clean an ice machine or something? And he just out of nowhere goes, I'm going to clean the ice machine. Yeah, I said something really weird, like in a really weird kind of way. (laughs) He's like, you sound like a robot. I was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) Guess I was updating. (laughs) Uh, You were just a glitch in my matrix. That's what that was. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Paranormal Minds of JST. I'm the host tonight, uh, Tommy. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Joshua. Hello, hello. And Shane. Hi. You've seen horror movies, right? We know of The Shining, you know. You got um, Jack Nicholson chopping down doors. Crazy, spooky, creepy twin girls. Stuff like that. No, we're not talking about the Stanley Hotel, but we're actually going to be talking one that's pretty close to where we live. It's called The Crescent Hotel. The Crescent Hotel, it was built in 1886, and it was supposed to be a resort for the rich and famous. But for some reason, nobody could keep up with the maintenance, and it just fell into despair. And they just chalked it up in 1908 and said, you know what, we'll just turn it into a college and conservatory for the young women. Which, it it had a eh, decent run. It closed down in 1924. And it reopened again in 1930 as a junior college. And then the junior college closed down four years later. Nobody can hold on to this building, apparently. The Crescent was leased as a summer hotel after the closure in 1934. Here's where it gets crazy. In 1937, a new owner bought it. His name was Norman G. Baker. He was a millionaire. He he had a bunch of radio stations and stuff like he well he didn't have a bunch he owned a radio station okay to get into his life this is the baker years okay so norman g baker was born november 27th 1882 and he died september 10th uh 1958 all right he was an entrepreneur inventor radio broadcaster he also faced federal and state charges apparently said he had alleged cure for cancer well he wound up convincing this medical swindler named Harry Horksay to Iowa where he lived. And they started to, you know, kind of put together some concoctions and inject them into people. The substances included were corn silk, watermelon seeds, clover, water, and uh, uh, carbolic acid. Those sound healthy. (laughs) To inject into your body. Uh, It does. They were all mixed together. And then they... well, I'm sure they broke down the watermelon no, whole seeds fucking seeds. Whole seeds. <laughs> he conducted huge Woodstock live outside gatherings with open air curing of patients. These events drew tens of thousands who were eager to buy the product. So at this point, they had turned them into snake oil. You know, nice little things you can drinky drink. Needless to say, he turned uh, the Crescent Hotel into a hospital, which had been all these colleges and stuff. 
But due to depression, he was able to convert a hotel into a hospital and treated thousands of desperate patients with his injections. The Great Resort Hospital opened in November. Um, reportedly, Barker accumulated hundreds of thousands of dollars, which he kept in various safe deposits known only to him and his new accomplice, Thelma Yunt. For some reason, postal inspectors claim that the hospital cleared about 500000 in one year. Now, remember, it's 1937. It's 1930s. That's a lot of money moving through that hospital. A bunch of several libel lawsuits came up against them. People died. It was, it was a mess. Now, it's believed that they were, it was just a legend. You know, like this didn't happen. It didn't exist. All that stuff. There were no actual like documents of the thing is what some people said. But supposedly, in 2019, they decided, hey, people like staying here. It's haunted. You know, what can we do? Let's, you know, extend our parking lot. So they go to extend the parking lot, and lo and behold, they found buried the bottles. But now, let's get on to why everybody's here. They didn't want to hear about that guy. No one cares about that guy. By the way, he did have a radio station in Mexico. This is the crazy thing about it. Nuevo Laredo. Apparently, he would play hillbilly-style music. Uh, he would go on tyrants, uh, mostly anti-Semitic, anti-Catholic. And it's also said that he would broadcast live while he was having, let's just say, intimate relations with his mistress. Oh, Norman. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm in the middle of recording. So, the hauntings. <laughs> Room 218 is where Michael, an Irish stonemason, fell to his death uh, while they were doing the building, uh, the construction on the building. He said he's known to hang out there. Uh, Theodora, a cat cancer patient, uh, is known to be fumbling her keys outside of room 419, as well as tidying up for guests when they leave the room. Um, there's a four-year-old child of Richard and Mary Brexenridge Thompson, Brecky is the, the child's name, who died in the hotel due to complications from appendicitis. So he's seen to wander the hotel and bounce in the ball. Uh, Dr. John Fairmont Ellis, the hotel's in-house doctor, Cetra of the late 19th century. Uh, you're, he's mostly seen, or a lot of people really smell his uh, cherry pipe tobacco. So... If you don't like tobacco, don't go to the hotel. You might smell cherry flavored. So, <clears throat> anyways, his room, or his office, is room 212. And you like kitties, right? You like cats? No. Well, you have like three. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so apparently, <clears throat> the cat Morris... Um, who is also known as the hotel general manager, is buried on the property and is regularly seen and heard. It might not be him, might be stray cats. No one really knows. So, what do y'all think? I think Josh is sleepy. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't go to bed till late last night. <laughs> I was like, where the shit last night? Well, well. Um... Sounds like a place I want to visit for sure. Just judging by these pictures, man, this is a gorgeous looking place. Oh, yeah, man. Is it just me? Like, it's a little bit, I guess, off topic. But 
hotels nowadays, like new ones that are built, they're very modernized and all that stuff. They look very dull to me. Where hotels like this one just look gorgeous and beautiful. Like, I want to stay there. I don't know if it has a sense of the history or the fact that maybe some dead person is watching me sleep. Like, I just feel like I wouldn't get that in a modern hotel. Well, you find yourself in certain places in Memphis and you will, in fact, get <laughs> ghosts that are watching you sleep. <laughs> There won't be any history in it. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, architecture in general seems to have gotten lazy over the last 40 years or so. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I mean, I understand they're going with that whole, you know, straight lines, clean, white, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just to me it has no personality. And I think that's why you don't see a new hotel that is haunted. Maybe the architecture inside the old hotels like Ghostbusters, you know? You know how the first one it all dealt with the types of how they built that hotel, you know, or that apartment building essentially. That is an interesting thought. So beyond just the architecture, these old ones would have been built with more passion, more energy, like yeah. positivity. And maybe that's what makes them more susceptible to hauntings. Because these new ones, it's not. It's corporations. It's not somebody putting their life and soul into a building to d right. follow their dream. Yeah. Maybe that's uh, an issue like Michael the Stonemason. Um, you know, he fell, you know, fell from the uh, second floor, died, and now he's there and He's just hanging out like, I just, you know, I built this. Yeah. Or I helped build this. You know, then I died. And then someone had to pick up my slack because I'm lazy and died. You know, <laughs> 1800s. Right. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, a lot of things in buildings like that were hand-carved. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of actual people that didn't, they loved what they did, you know, more than nowadays. You know. They slap yeah. a building up like this. They'll slap a four-story, five-story square hotel up in a month. Yeah. And you'll be renting out. You'll be getting nights in it, you know, uh, two weeks later. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Where this one probably took, you know, a few years to really build it. Build oh, yeah. it like it is, you know? And they probably did, like, like the main section and then they built off yeah, on each side or whatever, you know, as it progressed so they could get people in and start getting money flow. And some hotels would do that, you know? So, yeah, it's crazy to think that this guy ran this face as a, as a hotel or as a, as a hospital and he wasn't even a doctor. No, he wasn't. That's the crazy thing. Like, he was just like, I'm crazy Norman. I got the cure for cancer. Come get your stuff. And then people were like, here, take my money. Yeah. And, and inject me with pumpkin. <laughs> watermelon. Watermelon. Seed. Oh, watermelon. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So you're already messing up the whole thing. Now you screwed up how we're going to cure cancer. Right. Malpractice. Sorry. Oh, gum it. That's how it's you crazy cure. to think that he got away with it for that long, though. Like nobody was like, hey, this is odd. Like, they didn't check his medical license. 
Well, he had already been chased out of Iowa. Like that, yeah. Tommy mentioned he had a Mexico radio station. That's because he got busted with his old treatment, ran to Mexico. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he, he actually did have a hospital in Iowa. And there was one report that said someone came and shot like three rounds at the hospital. But when cops showed up, all it was was like his partner was the only person who they feel fired all the rounds and they it's like what it's weird but yeah eventually and that's when he started going under investigation because he was doing the same thing like i have a cure for cancer and he he didn't because obviously we still have cancer who'd have thought watermelon seeds would not cure cancer didn't it you referenced the what carbolic acid earlier too yeah, I probably butchered that, but yeah, it was like carbolic acid. Yeah, you you know that was heavily used by the Nazis uh, in their concentration camps to euthanize people. Oh, oh I didn't that I did not know. Yeah, once you said that, I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he was very anti-Semitic, so you know. In, in all honesty, he probably thought what, you know, the Nazis were doing were, uh, you know, amazing to him. They All around, he was a piece of garbage. I'm just saying, because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the people were, like, that kid that died of appendicitis, it didn't say what, you know, it, it was only there, it was really only one hospital. It really wasn't you know, anything, it was only that one hospital. So it was mostly colleges and a hotel and then one stint as a hospital. And for him to die of appendicitis, it's like, did he die of appendicitis because he had appendicitis or did they cause appendicitis? You know, like maybe, you know, so he, this this dude was not like somebody to look up to at all. He was, in my opinion, a piece of trash. Oh, yeah. You know, something really weird uh, pulled him up, and I, he was born in Muscatine, Iowa, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I was like, why does that sound so familiar? I had to just pull up my search history. Muscatine, Iowa is where we were just talking about the real-life Men in Black was the same oh. area where they kept seeing the Men in Black over the course of all those years, walking down random highways, uh, the really? alien sightings, all that stuff. So I wonder if he was visited. Maybe he was a failed experiment himself. He yeah. was supposed to be a Men in Black and like went loony and just he still wanted to kill people <laughs> and take care of things. Yeah. Uh, but how odd is that? I mean, never. Muscatine, Iowa, a little... You know, small town Iowa to have right. two major things like this connected to him. It's kind of eerie. Yeah, that is. I, I guess I didn't see that during my, you know, research. I saw it, but it didn't like register me like it did you. So that's yeah, that we're... good memory. <laughs> <laughs> Comes and goes. I don't have one of those. <laughs> like but you um, said earlier, we talk about this and then after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's gonna start putting down like list of 
cities. Every time we mention a city, he's going to be like, okay, we mentioned that city. Little do we know that he legit has that map like made up on his computer. You can't see it, but it's made. It's like we've been here and here. He has it on like what is that? Microsoft Paints with just a map of <laughs> just character. crudely drawn. <laughs> Cuz you can't draw the straight line. It's just got to go like all over the place. You know? <laughs> I just use the spray paint setting in there. <laughs> <laughs> Is Microsoft Paint still a thing? Or yep, it's, it's still oh, there. Wow, I use Windows 11, so let me see. I know, I know, it's got to be in here. It is. It is still a thing. It's way different. I'm sure if you use like one of those pen pad things, like you know, animators use. It, probably work a lot better but um again like i know with like waverly place we talked about you know the energy of the horrific thing dealing with tuberculosis and all that associated with it what do you think do you think that's that's the same type of energy there with the crescent because i mean essentially they were just taking poison right i think i think this is going to be a little different uh this dude, I mean, you can just look at pictures of him. He's a psycho. So I think he, he's bringing that same that same family of energy, but in a weird, twisted, negative type of way. Like a serial killer type deal? I. It's essentially what he was, right? He's I'm injecting say, it. <laughs> yeah. He'd be more aligned with, like, H.H. H. Holmes. That's exactly which... what I was going to say. Yeah, I should have said it first. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> here's Here's the funny thing. I have an issue. Since we are on paranormal and stuff like that, H.H. Holmes is not Jack the Ripper. The reason I say that, Jack the Ripper killed prostitutes in England. And it's not because he, and I know people are going to be like, well, he went to England at this time and did this. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to look at the modus operandi of Jack the Ripper versus H.H. Holmes. H.H. Holmes didn't essentially kill. I mean, he got pleasure from it, but it, a lot of it was financially motivated. So yeah, he was selling the skeletons, wasn't he? To yeah, colleges? He, he would sell skeletons. Some he would cremate. So, but mostly everything dealing with people he killed, like he, uh, the guy uh, he got arrested for killing. Um, well, he killed his family essentially like he locked his kids in a crate and suffocated them. He really liked suffocation. Um, did that for a financial gain. So everything was financial. Like it's believed the pharmacy he took over in Chicago, the lady just happened to just retire one day into the blue and not tell anybody and gave him the pharmacy. Yeah. He killed her. So that's just where my thing is. He his motive operandi was more of a financial thing compared to that of Jack, who was probably dealing with so much stuff that we can't even get into the minds of right now. So, but yeah, but I get what you're saying. He come in like a serial killer type deal. You know, to, uh, I don't know much about Eureka Springs, but uh, you know, we we credited. Uh, Oh man, where was that hotel we went? Also in Arkansas, in Hot Springs. And 
a lot of that area is credited to be more in tune to super, uh, the paranormal hauntings, all that stuff, because of the moving water and all that. So hearing the name Eureka Springs, is it the same kind of setup there, or is that unrelated? Uh, I, I haven't looked into the town, um, so I can do that real quick. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> it's known for its preserved Victorian buildings. Pal- There's a bathhouse there as well. Okay, so yeah, he beat it's me. All built around the city's natural springs. Hmm. So Arkansas is just full of natural springs. All in all, Arkansas is a pretty. It's a very pretty state when you see pictures of it. It really is. I, I mean, I know it. It gets crapped on because of politics, and stuff like that, and being in the South and all that. But I mean, you know, it's it to me, it's very beautiful. Maybe that's why it's so haunted. It's just beautiful. Keep all the bad out. <laughs> all the bad's apparently there haunting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are they really bad hauntings? Or are they just, you know, they were given a uh, choice when they died. Like, hey, you can go into the light or you can chill in this beautiful area. And you don't know what's in the light. I mean, <laughs> that's a... That is a hard decision. Yeah. I always thought, like, envisioned, like, my afterlife, like, being in a place that's, like, mountain, seasons change, you know, essentially I could have, like, a little log cabin, like a survivalist style type thing, but, like, I'm left alone, just overlooking a beautiful blue lake and all that stuff, you know? Something else to tell your wife, you're... Your dream afterlife is you being alone. Well, I mean, I didn't say I was alone in that. I was just saying you that's just how alone. I want to spend it. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. My wife would probably not go with me on that afterlife journey. She'd be like, no. <laughs> I would really hope she wasn't like, oh, my husband's dead. <laughs> like, you know, an afterlife journey sounds a little extreme. <laughs> no, she's already told me if I die, she's blaming both of y'all, so. Oh, well, good, good. As well, she should. <laughs> it's getting really expensive making clones of you. <laughs> parts are getting harder and harder to come by. Well, you know, if you quit blowing me up, you, you'd have spare parts. I'm just saying. <laughs> do you think, do you, now we've stayed in haunted places. We stayed at the McNutt house. We stayed at the Arlington. We tried to stay in a weird campsite that was probably haunted by a crazy witch we don't know oh it was definitely haunted because with the orb <laughs> the orb says it all uh, well <laughs> i mean the daggum feelings there said a lot too <laughs> how how much of these like haunted hotels and stuff and i'm not saying that it's fake are just publicity i'm gonna say 85 percent, and it's usually the the hotels that probably don't do well you know you kind of like offshoot hotels that you might find on the side of the road or something, you know, nothing that has its name out there, but you never know. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on it. It It is a little weird. Some of these places now, I don't think, you know, the Crescent Hotel or the Arlington, uh, definitely not McNutt House. I don't think any of them are faking because they don't make it their main thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
shoot, the owner of the McNutt house is like, it's not haunted. It, it's me who makes these noises. And it's like, what? <laughs> 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 but, but some of the other things out there, um, man, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, we were talking about that dam uh, in Tennessee somewhere. I think I think it is haunted because of the story, but I think they've made it too much of a gimmick. Like it's a haunted house, and they put stuff throughout it to be to scare you, and it's not as much as a, we're a normal operating business with ghosts. They're like, no, this is our whole business. Uh, knowing the story on that place, I, I believe it's haunted. Just like a lot of these places are probably haunted that use it as a gimmick, but to to the degree that they push it, probably not. Yeah. I kind of like how I feel, in a way, Skinwalker Ranch. It, like, I like to believe, like, because uh, I believe the UFO sightings at Skinwalker. But I feel the stories are a little over-exaggerated in some instances to where I'm like, oh, that just doesn't seem legit, you know? So, but I was just wondering, you know, cause <clears throat> you know, like I said, we stayed at the McNutt house, the Arlington, there's what four or five more hotels we plan to stay at. Something like that. So like <clears throat> how many of them are haunted, you know, and how many of them are, just hey, we got ghosts. Come see our ghosts. They'll touch you. And you know, I'll be interested. The more we go to, I mean, at some point, we're we're gonna go somewhere and not catch any evidence. I think everywhere we've been so far, we've caught at least a little. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one day we'll probably get to one, and that's where we can make that decision, like or that opinion, like this place isn't really haunted. It's it's bound to happen at some point. Well, I mean, that's like, you know, I would watch the Ghost Hunters and not so much Ghost Adventures because I feel like more of that is over-exaggerated than all the other paranormal shows. I mean, they're all over-exaggerated. We know that, right? Because you got to get the ratings up. So, um, <clears throat> but I always thought like they'd go to like a hotel and they'd stay like one night, maybe two. And then that's it. And I'm like, what if you're not getting a good, accurate reading of a haunting? You know what I mean? Like, what if that first night, the ghost is just like, trying to feel you out? Like, what they up to? Are they going to steal the soap? I bet they're going to steal the soap. <laughs> steal all the toiletries. You know, that's funny you say that, because if you think about it, you hear stories all the time. Um, yeah, even people that buy houses and it's like the activities didn't start at first. Mm. It starts a month in or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's never that, that night I moved in my whole house, my kitchen exploded. My dishes went flying. It was none of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's like week nine of the, <laughs> the haunting. <laughs> right. Well, I, now, now here's the thing. Maybe hotels could be different. Um, Follow me on this because it just came to me. Where a house, houses normally before they sell, um, sometimes people will move out, right? Especially if we're dealing with a haunted house before it sells, right? 
Like most time they walk in, at least every story you hear, the people's already left. Um, what if the reason it takes so long is because the ghost is feeding off your energy, right? Like we know demons, poltergeists and stuff like that. They feed off of your energy. So what if that's the reason it takes so long is nine weeks later, it's done built up enough of your energy from how you interact with family members to friends to, you know, daggum toilet won't flush right, you know? Uh, so maybe, maybe that's could be cause of that. And where hotels is, there's constant energy moving in and out, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, actually. A dormant house, there's no need. You don't have any energy to feed off of. Because while you're sitting there talking about it, I'm like, oh, well, what if because a house is empty? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So, you know, it's funny on that. So that completely makes sense. I, I definitely agree with you. And But all the stories we've heard back as kids, you know, you walk past that house that's been abandoned for 20 years, and that's the house everyone thinks is haunted. But yeah. no one's been in it. Yeah. And then now we're talking about this. Have We haven't went to an abandoned place to investigate, right? I would like to put that to the test uh, for the theory. Like, no, we know this place was haunted at one point. Uh, like the old abandoned shack, Tommy, you and I just went to recently that we went to 15 years ago. We know there was some funky shit. <laughs> there back when we went before <laughs> yeah but of course can't get inside it now it's all boarded up and it would be nice to to test that out since we experienced activity 15 years ago and just see yeah. if it's still there because we know no one's been in it need to find another stagnant place i'm a man oh there are empty houses everywhere down here everywhere and i'll i'll stay on the lookout for some that I know we can get in and out of kind of like right off the road or something that, you know, I see them constantly. I drive everywhere, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what I thought? So, uh, we've talked about how places like schools and hospitals and all these places with all these energies associated are more likely to be haunted. You found that abandoned school. Yeah. That might be a good spot to actually investigate. Yeah, and ain't nobody gonna f*** with us back there. How how close is that to you? Uh, about an hour back towards y'all. Okay, so that that's really easy then. And then if we frequent it, like keep going back and maybe putting some, oh, what do they call EM pumps to pump some energy into the air as well as us visiting and, uh, you know, try some of our crystal stuff, you know, just keep trying. Do you, it would be crazy if we could almost, what's the word I'm looking for, manifest a haunting? Yeah. That wasn't apparent before. Yeah. yeah, they'd have to drop that pseudo from us. Then we'd be yeah, real scientists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would. Oh, they still wouldn't do it. They'd be like, "No, right. we can't. We can't say that they were right. They're not even scientists. It's like that doctor who tried to cure cancer these times with watermelon seeds." <laughs> hey, but no, I mean, I think I think that'd be pretty cool though. To if we could manifest something like that without you know using spells or incantations but just triggering the energy field. Yeah. You know, another cool way, let's just design a whole experiment with this uh, because a lot of people convince themselves of hauntings. Uh, I'm sure we've experienced, yeah. So 
we could find someone else and tell them like we're doing this and then just make up a haunting story for a hotel. So it already meets the energy requirements. We get in their head and be like, the room you're staying in, 415, uh, someone kidnapped 10 people, murdered them all in this room. Like, crazy over-the-top story to convince them of it. Put them in there in the dark with some tools and see what they get. Yeah. See if it's all a, a mind game. Some people believe it is. Like, if you go into a spot, like I said, you know, that first night at the McHut Nut House. We all still kind of were a little bit on the edge from the night before, but that second night, everything was fine. Maybe that experience from the night before put it in our head about like uncomfortable feelings and things like that, even though these were, so, you know, friendly ghosts or spirits. Which you're right. Yeah. Cause the first night McNutt was uneasy. The second night, we got more evidence, but it was calm. It was, you know, that's where we figured out it was just a, a calm child was the second night when we kept seeing the the figure back and forth in the kitchen or was that the first night i think that was the first night the second night was when the light got turned on in the hallway oh and okay. and shane with your machine right yeah that was then that's where we got all the responses at the kitchen table and on the yeah. crystal radio dude that kitchen table was wild I'm always like almost convinced, like you know, like we always talk about, we don't believe in that in the apps, but for it to say something that's relative to what's going on around us and what is around us is is crazy. Right. Once it pointed out the snake on Tommy's cup and, yeah. and associated with a drink, right? Said like beer, yeah. snake, whatever. The it's like wait. <laughs> and 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 if y'all are new to the podcast it's our first episode weekend with the dead uh check it out it's we we discussed that but it's also on our youtube channel as well you can check that out so yes it is see tommy scream and run away and hide under a bed yeah i i peed myself too it was horrible not to kind of get back on topic I, I was always wondering, like like I said, I always thought that because people would only stay in certain places, especially dealing with like the ghost hunters and they would go to homes and stuff like people's already left the house for weeks or days, months, whatever, however long they've left because they couldn't deal with the haunting, uh, they would get there and they would almost be like, oh, well, nothing really happened. You know, what if, what if that's the reason, you know? Like, of course, they would find something like, oh, we do believe it's haunted. So we brought in somebody and they're going to like wave some sage around and boom, you're good. But makes me curious. So I think we've all talked about this stuff before. We know Josh's house is haunted and we've uh, we've dealt with it back and forth here. Now, what's interesting here is we we flip the welcome mat around, uh, which for those of you out there that don't know that when you have a welcome mat, you're welcoming these spirits into your house so you don't you don't want to do that so we flipped it around we did the whole uh, not going to go into detail we got rid of the spirit or whatever was here because it was antagonizing uh it would call out mom mom in the middle of the night get you know my wife to run out and there's nobody there the kids are asleep and never knew what the end game was it's not like she got hurt or anything but it was freaking weird 
And yeah, that's we, wild. We finally were like, we're done with this and took our measures because she felt someone sit like, you know how if you're laying on the bed and someone like sits on the edge behind mm-hmm. you, she she felt that. So anyway, See, we, I'm not, I'm not going to, I might interrupt you. I'm sorry, but I'm, I don't know if it was light or an orb that was going around your head while you were just talking. <laughs> so we'll timestamp this, whatever it may be. And I want uh, 53 minutes, 47 seconds, a little bit before. Look for it. I may be crazy, but I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. That's interesting that you say that because where I was going with the story is we, we hadn't had anything in, you know, six months, seven months. <laughs> and all of a sudden it started coming back. So even though oh, wow. we were like, you know, you can't be in here, get out, you know, flipped around anything that was welcoming, it slowly built up and it's back to almost where it was before. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. So we're talking about this energy. So maybe, maybe getting rid of it, like you were talking about the saging and all of that stuff, maybe that actually doesn't even get rid of it. It takes all their energy down and it takes them a while to build back up because you do hear about that. People that have an attachment are like afflicted for a long time. Even after they go through exorcisms and cleansings, it'll come back. And same thing with really messed up uh, manifest, manifest, manifestations in people's houses. Huh. It's a lot to think about. Yeah, it is. I know a lot like dealing with demons, it's believed, you know, like they feed off of the energy. So like what you're saying with, you know, calling out like mama, you know, and she's coming out. You're like, I don't know what the end game is with. I know according to demonology, a lot of times a demon will try to make you essentially insane, right? They break down your mind to then possess your body that way. They call it schizophrenia. I call it demon possession with a bit of schizophrenia on the side. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, they, they always say too, that demons will portray themselves as children to gain the trust of, you know, adults, obviously, but I wonder if that was part of it. Could be. I'm not saying you had a demon, but you might have had a demon. Or an alien. The demon <laughs> the demon makes sense because we talked about it a long time ago with the Ouija board incident. And that was with her when we were teenagers. And her family had attachments since then. So maybe what it is if, something that's just... What if instead of cleansing the house, like... You do a personal cleanse, you know, like you get, I know Native Americans um, in some uh, nations, I I don't want to really say tribes, but I guess you could say tribes, you know, but they're relatively the same idea of doing sage to cleanse oneself and they'll do like sweat boxes and, you know, like the sweat huts and stuff where they'll go in and they'll spend hours and hours in there. And it's believed to not only help with like visions and stuff like that, but in some cases to help. And I could be a little bit mistaken on this, but help like purify one's soul in a way and keep all the evil spirits away. Things like that. Yeah, definitely. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah. I would just say be careful with that. You don't want to anger the spirit or something, you know, and it it, it actually st- start causing problems, throwing stuff off of shelves. Yeah, and, right. 
<laughs> Definitely talk to somebody who I guess is more qualified. I don't know. Or run up and punch it in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but but with that, you know, did you think that's why hotels <clears throat> because hotels essentially see people every day of all different types of energies, right? Like you get business people, you get people on vacation, families, you get um weddings, so happy events, people there for funerals. You you also get the tragics uh where people might want to spend like they've always had a dream to go to the crescent and that's where they wanted to die for some reason and you know they opt out of life in these rooms and it, that does happen i'm not trying to make a joke out of that that's a horrible thing but um <clears throat> so you have that you also have like drug overdoses um i mean bob saget just apparently you know he hit his head at a hotel went to bed and you know never woke up so dealing with those type of energies do you think maybe that's why a lot of hotels claim to be haunted then you know not haunted especially older ones because there's so much in that time period yeah definitely makes sense because when you, when you think a haunted place i mean it's it's mostly it's the hotels or bed and breakfast or uh shoot uh, what are those big, um, like plantations are another really common one, but it was same thing. A lot of people, a lot of different energies, you know, through slavery or, you know, the wealthy, uh, there weren't a lot of hotels. So people would come through and stay with their family or business people and they were passing through. So they, yeah, they all kind of have that in common, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You know, I it's just something I always wondered because, you know, uh, hotels like you go to some cities and it's like like New Orleans, like how many hotels in New Orleans are haunted? You know, I think off the top of my head, I know of at least like what, three, four, you know, you go to um, pretty much any major city. They have a haunted hotel. So or, you know. I would say major city, but like Eureka Springs isn't, I would say a major city, but you know, um, it's a type of town and all that. So I'm looking at, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm losing my thought. I was trying to get to <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe so that's I'm... the reason is because, you know, people are in and out all the time and so much energy is passed through there more than just a house. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. yeah. It's a constant influx of energy. It never stops. That might be why they're so predominant in those places, yeah. But I'm looking, and this is, I don't, I don't know why I didn't ever think about this. So, uh, historic hotels in America, do you know that Mississippi does not have any? As old as Mississippi is, there are no hotels that are on the historic registry. I said I'm building one. Hundred years from now, it gets <laughs> gets put on there. Yeah, uh, I mean, all we need is what you know, a couple of, you know, I don't know, spells. Build it on the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, big pentagram in the basement. Yeah, you I know. mean, some virgin sacrifices. I mean, oh, we're back know, at this nothing again. major. Summoning virgins. 
<laughs> Don't do that. Working on that book now. I'm trying to find it, you know. Um, that way we're not killing real people. Unless it brings you real people. Then it's like, eh, now I'm in a moral conundrum. You know? No. It's like when you kill people on video games. You don't feel bad. I do. Because I start thinking about their children. The lives they could have lived. So you have that one phobia where you like realize that everybody has an individual life and they're not they're not in PCs. <laughs> <laughs> you ever did that? I was like, I do that sometimes. Like what? Playing video games where you're like, oh, I feel bad for killing that person. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. Shane doesn't. Shane just wipes out the entire towns of anybody on Fallout. Nah, I know because I watched him. <laughs> Oh. I only make friends with the mutants and robots. Yeah. yeah. Fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> but this hotel is, is pretty interesting just looking at the different things, you know, it's got going on. But it's a beautiful looking place, too. I, I'm really curious about this guy, though, like how he got away. Did he? So he was never he had no medical training whatsoever. I'm just baffled. Like people are like, "Yeah, I believe you're a doctor. You dress like one." Like what? Well, in in fact, he got his start. A lot of people believe he was a vaudeville um, person. Like that's where he came from. So started up a radio station. Did his stuff on the radio station. Started up a, a, ho- a hospital because he why not? Called- yeah, I mean, you think about it. Like, you couldn't do that nowadays. Like, if I started up a hospital, they'd be like, "What? Where? Where do you have your doctorate from? Where's your degree from? Uh, who did you study under? Where did you work before?" Like, no. <laughs> like, he's probably the reason for all that. <laughs> probably. I mean, he was like inject watermelon seeds and acid into your body. I'll cure cancer. Um, now we just inject, you know radiation into your body (laughs) yeah that too (laughs) anyways (laughs) and they call us pseudoscience like come on (laughs) i'm sorry bringing back up that someone walked up and was like hey guys if we inject you with uranium no okay it's not really uranium but radiation it could probably cure your cancer And somebody was like, okay, let's do it. Funny thing on this dude, too. So he was anti-vax, which I didn't know that term <laughs> existed back then. Wow. Uh, and he was so public and ran, he ran it about his uh, anti-vax views that he started something called a cow war in Iowa. Where he convinced people that the government mandation of, like, you know, given your cow vaccines was was bs and government control and the farmers like <laughs> rebelled <laughs> jesus and like, then this is before everything we talked like this is like his beginning days <laughs> i i know he started like a whole like was it like a non-profit or something and or some type of department and he became the chairman president and 
all that, and he took a salary, which was against the law, and somehow he wound up on one lobby in D.C. Like the whole like his fake corporation just showed up and was like, yeah, we're lobbying for this. Oh wow. One thing can be said about that man. He did live some type of life. That's <laughs> the beauty of it. You know why he died? Why? Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and people don't believe in karma. Come on. <laughs> and guess who didn't take his own treatment? <laughs> See? That's what you get for being anti-vax. You couldn't even take your own treatment. No, no. That's that's crazy as hell. Oh. Hey. What irony. That's, that's what that's irony funny. is, right? Irony? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's funny. Uh totally off subject, but I'm gonna point out because you guys haven't done it. I've went all week with barbecue sauce on my shelf. Oh my oh, god. Oh my god. <laughs> and no one, not a single person has said anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest. The screen is tiny on mine because I'm trying to keep track of everything. Oh, so <laughs> mine doesn't change. I need to add some more stuff to it. But I have I have this painting that is a birthday present right there. I don't know if y'all can see that. Is it My geese? Parents, what is that? It's it's like one of those paintings you find in a doctor's office. Oh, it's a nice painting. <laughs> so. Yeah, my That's dad so gave funny. it to me for a birthday present because they did those like storage auction things, and he wound up with like oh, yeah. seven of them, the exact oh, same. Damn. And he's like, "Oh, it's your birthday. Here, have one." I was like, "I really it's don't." Good want for the, that. It's good for the podcast room. So yeah, I'm gonna leave it up. Maybe it's haunted. It's a print, not yeah. really a real painting. So, oh, right. So far, so it's my... been up for like two years, and somebody's gonna come know. out of it and steal your baby. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a baby. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> the painting stole it. <laughs> That's where the changelings live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But oh man, no, I mean, I, that actually does look like a picture from a hotel, though, too. Like, yeah, like, like you'd see in the rooms. Yeah, like they're trying to be like an old hotel, so. With their heritage. So, for what people don't know, it's like a country Victorian house. It's very nice. It's not bad. Pond's too close to the house for those little kids. They're going to drown, but, you know. Mom's going to look out the front window. <laughs> He's floating face down. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to find that land and put a hotel there. So. Yeah. We'll have all the ghosty goose. <laughs> it's like a dark turn. It really did. I guess we found a good spot for it, right? Unless you guys have anything else you want to add to it besides this weird, crazy man that just, I don't know. He lived a life. That's all I can say. He was a piece of It was quite the egregious one for sure. Yeah, I think definitely got to check it out. This this dude's crazy. The places went through a lot of history. You got the springs mm. around it. And not only the people that died there, but I mean, Norman Baker carried some weird energy with him. And I think yeah. he's connected to the real men in black from Muscatine, <laughs> Iowa. He might be. <laughs> or maybe, you know, maybe he is the man in black. 
Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> does he have hair? That's the question. He does have hair. That photo is kind of choppy. I don't really no. know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to visit it for sure. I'm, I don't know what we had on the schedule for this place, when it was, or how much it would cost us. But, um, yeah, I definitely want to visit and see if the waters taste as good as they do out of hot springs. You gonna get you ten more gallons of it, Tommy? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you still have my other gallon. <laughs> no, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I got what one gallon or two. I don't remember, but man, I burned through that quick. That didn't last long at all. That's good water, especially put it in the fridge, let it chill down. Oh, I left it sitting on my desk. We drank it straight out of the uh, oh, really? out of the thing. <laughs> I don't drink cold water. You go get that seven gallon thing, like what Shane has, and fill it up with that. Yeah, that's what I need to do. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I feel like hotels, and especially with like the Crescent, like it was built for a purpose, but the hotel didn't accept its purpose. It created its own thing. I kind of feel that way because when you look at a lot of hotels and a lot of places, like what they start out as and then what they turn into is sometimes just completely different, you know? So I feel with it trying to be like a place for the rich and famous, you you know, you got hot springs in Arkansas. They were probably trying to bank off of that in a way, you know, um, it just decided to become its own thing. It's a definitely an interesting place from the sounds of it. We got to make sure we get the, the good rooms, like where we know stuff's happened at. Well, I mean, people were getting injected with watermelon seed all over the place. So probably <laughs> I think they'll let us sleep in the morgue. Just go down there. Oh man. I'd be all right with that. I'll oh. bring my cot. Right. I'd be all right with that. I'll bring my hot tent. It's going to be cold. <laughs> Tommy's just going to camp down there, build a fire. <laughs> I am the ghost. I am yeah, the ghost. you will be. You build a fire in the basement. <laughs> and all that carbon monoxide. <laughs> but anyways. All right, ladies and gentlemen. These are just our opinions. Tell us what you think.